Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to stop living a stressed out, boring human life and start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Welcome to the Spirit Stories edition of the Spiritual AF Life podcast. And today I want to share some amazing spirit stories with you that I hope will warm your heart and give you some hope that there are still amazing and wonderful people in the world, especially during the holiday season, because sometimes it can be very easy to see the bad sometimes around this type of year. But the thing is, there's so many beautiful things too. And the stories that I want to tell you today are about how I believe that spirit, so that is, you know, Gus, God, universe, spirit brought some people into my life that really helped me out in the most grandest of ways. And I bet you have some stories like this to share too. So if you do, I will leave a link in the show notes and then you can leave me a voicemail of the story, or you can email to me at heatherdaniellemedium at gmail.com. And then maybe I can share it here on the podcast. So I thought this would be also so great to share with you. So they can get to know each other a little bit more and I had shared a couple of these stories. I'll be going in more depth here on my personal Facebook page. And people were so touched by these stories. And I was like, oh my gosh, how come I never told them before? How come I never said anything about this? Because it is truly amazing. And what it also did is that it had me reflecting on times of my life when it was really, really difficult. It was really, 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 really hard. So if you are going through one of those hard times or know someone who is, then maybe some of these stories can really brighten up your day or help them, maybe give them a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of hope. And who knows, maybe you could even find some little tips and tricks and things like this that I did that could also help you or them out. And then, of course, if you are just sitting back and enjoying these stories, I hope, I hope, I hope that you love them and you enjoy them. And, you know, I got to tell you, there's more where this came from, but I went ahead and I decided to start with some of them that I just feel are, I don't know, they're so close to my heart. All right, so let's get to it. Okay, so now we're going to start first with Many of these amazing spirit stories, these spirit interventions, if you will, they happened after I left my abusive relationship. And it was probably because it was so difficult, you know, being a single mom, trying to make ends meet, trying to make all these things work. And it was just so, so, so hard. And what ended up happening was my relationship was very abusive and I wasn't sure or not. Um, if I wanted to leave, if I wanted to stay, I had been with this person for years and we were married, all those kinds of things. But I just, I had left and went back and I had left and went back and I didn't have like the strength or the confidence to leave for myself. And so I was sitting in class one day and 
I don't know why, but one of my teachers were like, oh, yes, um, if anybody wants to talk to me, I'll be in my office. And I guess that she was a guest teacher in this class. And what happened was she went to her office and I was stuck in the class with the normal teacher. And I just got this urge that I needed to go and talk to her and I needed to talk to her about my situation. So I race out of class, which I never do. Like, I'm not going to leave a lecture, you know, like I need to learn this stuff. You know, I got to like make ends meet. I got to get a good degree and things like that. So I ran to her office and I totally disregarded whatever lessons we were learning that day in school. And I ran up to her and we sat down and we started talking and I ended up telling her the spiel, like how I wanted to leave. I wanted to not be in this relationship anymore, but I couldn't get myself to leave because I was married. And I was like, I just, I just can't, you know, I just can't, I just don't know why and blah, 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 blah. And basically she was telling me that even though my son was not exposed to the violence, if you will, he was still affected by it. And I was like, oh my God, then yes, then I need to leave. I need to get out then. If it's affecting my son, like then I definitely want to leave. Like I can't leave for myself, but I'll leave for him. And she was like, well, do you have any place to go? Like, no, I don't. I don't have any place to go. And then she's like, do you have family and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, my family all lives like an hour and a half away. I literally have nobody, but also like my family at the time, like, you know, we were having ins and outs, you know, so some people I was talking to, some people I wasn't talking to. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of chaos. Like, honestly, at this point, going to a homeless shelter might be better than going to my family. Sorry for my family who was listening. We can talk about that later, but you guys kind of know like what it was like back then. So anyhow, she was like, wow, she was like, I actually have a basement apartment. And since our class is ending, like today was the last day of her class, she was like, there wouldn't be a conflict of interest and you can come stay with me. And I was like, oh my God, there's no way. So what I ended up doing was going to her house. But before I went to her house, I was getting a ride from a friend and they, you know, I was talking with them and stuff. And I said to him, I was like, wow. You know what I wish? I wish that I could just be in a place with a beautiful waterfall. I just want a beautiful waterfall and a little white bench, and it's just going to be so amazing, and it'll just be peaceful, and that can be my life. Because right now, my life is freaking crazy, and that's all I want is a waterfall and the bench. It'll be amazing. So next thing you know, they dropped me off at my teacher's house, you know, so I could see it, see if we get along, see if it's a good fit. I'll, oh my gosh, you guys, there was a waterfall in her front yard. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I started making a joke in my head. I'm like, oh, there's no white bench. We'll get this. There was another waterfall in her backyard. And it created this like little moat, if you will, almost like a full moat around a gazebo to where you would have to go over this little bridge to get to the gazebo. And there by that gazebo, there by that waterfall in the backyard was the white bench. Now, to me, this was completely crazy. I did not know I was psychic back then. I didn't know about anything about mediumship. I had no idea about any of this stuff. I was like, oh my God, I took it that this is where I was supposed to be. Like, what are the odds? I say, I want a waterfall and there's a freaking waterfall. This is so cool. And so I looked at the place. It was like perfect. It was amazing. I loved it. You know, and she would let me live there rent free for the summertime while I saved up money because I was taking her class in the fall. So as I sat down with her and her husband, you know, they were just looking at me, we were talking and that kind of stuff. She's like, wow, I just have to say that it was pretty crazy that you walked into my office that day. Because I was just talking to my husband that morning before we left and we were like, wow, we have all this space downstairs and I wonder if God could possibly send us someone who could use it. Oh my God. 
So I actually left my crazy abusive relationship. I moved in with her. I was able to save up money that whole summer and my son and I got our very first apartment. Does that not give you the warm and fuzzies? Is that not so amazing? And she was an amazing, amazing person. And if she's listening, reach out to me because I would love to keep in touch with you. So anyways, that was just so amazing. And then it seemed like it just started this snowballing effect, if you will. So now I am going ahead and I am, you know, trying to make ends meet. This is during the summer when I was staying at my teacher's house and I'm trying to go to school because I'm trying to get a degree because if I get a degree, then I get a better job and then I can supply more, provide more for my son. And, you know, that's it. You know, I was working usually two and three jobs. So I usually work two jobs and I would go to school and it was really crazy. And now since I was living at my teacher's house, which was in Fenton, it was so far away from everything. And I didn't have a daycare anymore because the daycare that my son was going to was really far. Well, he could go to that daycare, but I needed another daycare closer to the house. And I was just so stressed out because I was like, how am I going to do all of this? And I don't have enough money and I don't have this. And I don't have a daycare that will stay openly because sometimes I'm not going to get out of the restaurant until later. And I remember I dropped my son off at a Wednesday Bible study group and I wasn't able to go to church there because I was always working on Sundays and that kind of thing. But I dropped my son off and usually I would stay. But this day I was like, I need to get away because I need to think. I need to regroup. I need to figure out what I'm doing. And I remember before I left the church, I walked by this open Bible and something guided me to look. I remember exactly. It was in the bottom left hand side of the Bible. And basically the quote was something along the lines of God makes sure that the birds have enough to eat, you know, have everything that they need. And God is going to make sure that you have everything that you need too. And I'm like, oh my God. So as soon as I walked out, I was like, God, this is true. I really, really, really need help, you know, finding a daycare. I really, really need help. I I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Up until this point, I really never asked for help. I never asked God for help, spirit guides, angels, love, pastel, when all that was foreign to me. But I decided, hey, it was written in the Bible. Maybe it could help. So I left that church and I drove down the same road that I have been driving down for the last, like, however, few weeks or whatever. And there on the side of the road was a sign about a daycare. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. There's no way. And I hurried up and I stopped and I talked to this woman and she was my guardian angel. She saved me. I swear to God, she saved me because she started watching Mason right away. She would watch him until I got off work, sometimes very, very late. And I'm like, oh my God, like I felt so bad, but she would give Mason a bath and put him in his pajamas and have him all ready to go. And she was just there for me because she knew that I was trying so hard and she was another one of my angels. And it's kind of funny when I listen back on these things because now my my son is 20 years old and I just see the life that I was able to give him. So almost all those sacrifices that I did and all those jobs I was working and me trying to go to school and make ends meet and trying to be there for him. I didn't really, I still believe this too. It's not all about the quantity of time you spend with your kids and your family. It's about the quality time. So I made sure that when I was with my son, I was with him. I played with him. I tried to create those memories with him to where now he's like 20 years old and he was like, man, he, he knows that I'll always be there for him. And when he hears stories like this, it's like, yeah, I went through all that so that now he has a good foundation 
for his life. I succeeded in what I started off to do when he was born. So here's a little bit of dosage of positivity, amazingness, and hope if you are someone that's going through that rough time too. Just keep on going. You got this, okay? And now the next story is about when I was spending Thanksgiving alone about the same year that I left my husband and became a single mom with my son. And I had worked um, I shift. I was supposed to work a double shift on Thanksgiving, but they ended up closing early, which was fantastic. And they gave me a little like Thanksgiving dinner to take home. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. And it was so delicious. Like, oh my God, it was so, so good. I worked at a restaurant called Up North Grill in Flint. Uh, let me know if you heard of that. And I absolutely loved it. So anyways, my plan was because I really didn't have anywhere to go or anything to do that Thanksgiving. So I'm like, hey, you know what? They have some Black Friday specials at Best Buy. And I am going to see if I can get this laptop because I was going to school, but it was really difficult not having a computer. And I really couldn't afford much at all. Okay. But this laptop, I want to say it was like 150 bucks, maybe, you know, $200, but it seemed like it was like a really good deal. And I had no other choice. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, do the Black Friday. Just because I had nothing else to do on this Thanksgiving, I was like, you know what, I am going to um, go by Best Buy, see what it's like. Oh my God, you guys, I showed up at Best Buy at three o'clock on Thanksgiving day and there was already a line. There was about six people in line. I'm like, oh my gosh. And without even thinking, I just hop in line. I don't know what I was thinking because it's like, okay, Heather, they don't open up until five o'clock the next day. You're going to be standing in line for about, I don't know, 14 hours. They're like, what about food? What about drinks? Are you going to get cold? I didn't think anything like that. I was just like, oh my God, I need this laptop. I'm going to get in line. Well, I asked everybody in line when I got in, I'm like, hey, does anybody else want this computer? They're like, oh, no, we're not here for that computer. I'm like, okay, good. So I will be the first one in line for this computer. Everything is fine and dandy. And luckily, I am a social butterfly sometimes. So I made really good friends. We had such a good time. I mean, there were people that brought their RVs. And what would happen is we would save each other's spot while the other person went into the RV to go to the bathroom or whatever, just to warm up and then come back out out to the line. So it was really kind of like crazy. It was like, honestly, a really, really fun night. And then there was people who brought extra chairs so you could stay in, stay in line. And it was insane. In fact, by the time that Best Buy opened, there was like over 500 and something people standing in line and it was wrapped around the entire building. It was crazy. So anywho, I'm having a fun time with my friends and it was kind of nuts because some churches would come out and they would give us food. They would give us drinks. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, we do not deserve these food or drinks. Okay. We are greedy people. Okay. Like I had no choice to be there because I couldn't afford anything else. Like I had to be there and this was really, really going to help me, you know, be a better mom and blah, 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 and things like that. Remember internet wasn't a thing really around this time. Well, I guess the internet was, but Black Friday specials weren't on there. You got to go to the store. And they, like, I remember, like, being like, okay, this is not like a homeless shelter that we're, you know, you need to bring us like hot chocolate to warm up and stuff like that. Like, we don't deserve these things. But hey, I still took it. And I remember that I was sipping on a cup of hot chocolate when Best Buy came out at about four o'clock in the morning. And what they were doing was they were giving out vouchers to people. And they would ask each person, like, hey, what did you come here for? And that's what they were asking us for. Perfect. Awesome. I'm good. Because they came to me and they're like, hey, what are you here for? And I'm like, oh, I'm here for this computer. They're like, oh, we don't have any more. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any more? And they're like, yeah, the people up front, they took all of them. I'm like, what? What? 
I asked them if they wanted it. What's going on? And then all of a sudden you hear the rumors coming down and they're like, oh, those people um, got paid to take other vouchers from other people. I'm like, oh my gosh, because there was people walking up to the front of the line and apparently they were saying to them, they're like, hey, going ahead. And they're like, hey, I will pay you to get this. And so they took advantage of that deal. And I remember being like, oh my God, I don't even know what to do. And the Best Buy guy, he was like, hey, can you take any of these? I'm like, no, they're all too expensive. I can't afford any of those. Like I was maxed out my budget just for this. And I, I, I swear to gosh, like I was just ready to start bawling, but I was like, hold it together, Heather, hold it together. And I was thinking to myself, like, Heather, it wasn't a waste of a night. Okay. You met some new friends, you know, you had a fun time. You didn't spend Thanksgiving alone. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because just let you know, my son spent the the first Thanksgiving with his dad, you know how that is, you know, with custody and stuff. Right. So anywho, I'm sitting there sipping on a hot chocolate and I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to drink my hot chocolate and then I'll go, you know, it was so great meeting you guys. And I had so much fun, but that all of a sudden, like my friends, they were not having this. Okay. They were like, no, this is freaking wrong. And they started yelling to the people that um, were ahead of us. And they were like, this is wrong. You guys messed up and blah, 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 blah. This is wrong to treat a single mom who's just trying to get a computer for a school, you know? And they were like yelling at them. And I was like, back then I was not assertive at all. Okay. I would have just rather had died than that happen. But people started offering me things and they were offering me like still expensive things. And I'm like, thank you so much, but I, I can't afford that. You know, like, thank you. I can't. And it's not even like, you know, now there's payment arrangements. Now I didn't have a credit card back then. I didn't have any of that. So I'm like, no, literally this is all that I have. Like I don't have anything else other than this money that I have. And then I'll never forget because she was a blonde woman. I can tell you exactly what she looked like. Um, her hair was shoulder length. And I remember she just turned around and she was like, Oh, I have this one. And I'm like, okay. I was like, at first, I think I even need, I didn't ask what it was. I was just like, how much? And she was like, oh, it's a laptop computer with a three-in-one com- uh, printer that comes with it. And I swear to God, from my memory, it was cheaper than the one I came there for. Like, I have no idea how I missed it in like the catalog or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no freaking way. And I did it. I took it from her. And I just, I, I was like so overjoyed. I, I just. I can't even, as you can probably hear in my voice, I was like, oh my God. And that was one of the best things in the world. In fact, I went to work later on that day. I was a hard worker (laughs) and no joke. They were like that, that story was on the radio. Someone else shared it. I was like, oh my God, because I think that it shows that there are good people in the world, you know? And even when you think that there's not, you know, you never know, people will surprise you. So I hope you loved that little Black Friday at Best Buy. And now I'm going to continue that story because it kind of leads into another one of these most amazing stories, you guys. Like, this is crazy. Like, I literally cried about this yesterday because it still shocks me. So actually that day, that Black Friday actually didn't work. I worked the next day because I left Best Buy and I went to go hang out with another mother who adopted me. You might hear me talk about how I got adopted by many different women. I think that they were just feeling really bad for me and how hard I worked and they were just trying to make my life a little bit better. And 
they had the resources at the time to help me. So anyways, this adopted mom wanted to go shopping on Black Friday because she thought it would be fun. And she thought it'd be fun. I knew her daughter. I worked with her daughter and it would be fun for me to help pick out some gifts for her daughter. I'm like, oh my God, of course. And I mean, oh my gosh, I went straight to Best Buy and just started shopping with her and we went everywhere and it was crazy. And she was picking out, I don't even know, like baking sheets and asking me all of these freaking opinions on Pyrex. And it was so crazy. And then we even went to like the, sh the shopping stores, you know, like Target, all of those. And we ended up at this one place and she was having me try on clothes because so she could understand if they would fit her daughter or not. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm helping her out. And I remember I saw this outfit that I love to death. I mean, this outfit is something I would dream about. And it was on clearance, but I can't afford that. Like and then it has a skirt with the little shirt to go with it. I'm like, oh, my God, like that'd be so cute. But like, I can't afford that. So whatever. But one day. And I told her, I was like, Hey, one day I'm going to be able to get this. Like, it's going to be awesome. And I went on and tried on some clothes and stuff like that. And I came back and guess what? Someone had bought it. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like I could have, I don't even know how much it was. It was probably like $11 and like $11. I don't even know. So it was probably less than 40 bucks for all of it, but I didn't have that money. And so like, I'm like can I lay away it? <laughs> no, at, at that time I would never have spent that kind of money on myself. But anywho, so we shopped until we dropped. It was such a good time. Now, a couple of weeks later, I come over to their house because they're having the family get together and then I get to be part of their family. And I think it was Christmas Eve or maybe even when on Christmas, I don't even remember. And, you know, I got to see her daughter open up some of these gifts. I was going to be so excited. So I show up to the house and everything and I'm meeting the whole family and it's just such a great time. I'm just having so much fun. And we decided to go downstairs. And when I go downstairs, there's like couches and chairs, like kind of like in a circle. And in the middle of the circle, there's just a ginormous amount of freaking presents. I mean, like, oh my God, like almost like a truckload. Okay. They had a big basement. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt really bad because I didn't bring anything. I didn't know that there was going to be, you know, presents and stuff like that. Well, I guess I knew that her daughter was probably opening up some of them because the mom told me, but that was it. I didn't know like this whole family got together and was opening up presents. And now I'm just going to sit there and watch them. I don't mind because I just like being in their company. But, you know, do they feel weird? I don't know. I had so much anxiety, as you could probably tell. So me and Mason, because Mason was there, he was invited, you know, it was like a whole family thing. And... As we sat down and stuff, um, she looks over at me and she was like, oh, yeah, Heather, um, I forgot to tell you, all of these presents here right now are for you and for me. I'm sorry, guys. It's just I remember that moment and I remember how much that I needed that. And I couldn't believe that someone was doing this for me. I had worked so hard and I mean my rent was $400 and I lived in Flint and it was not a good area at all and I had nothing <laughs> when I moved into that apartment. My goal was to get Mason a bed and I got him a bed. We didn't have a couch. We didn't have nothing. Like, literally nothing and this woman had found some things that I could use like a couch and she brought that over to me and she ended up I think she had like a little table that I could use and it was it like that was it <laughs> and to see her do that for me was just so amazing. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, I have Pyrex now. Like, am I good enough to have Pyrex? I think that Pyrex is very, very expensive and only like cool, good moms and people have that. And the amount of toys and everything else and clothes that Mason got, I was just like blown away by it. I wish that I had a camera back then and I could have taken a picture. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember her name. 
Like I have a problem and I think that what it is is that I spent so much time with cortisol running through my my mind that I, I've forgotten a lot of things. So if you guys know who this is, um, it was the girl I worked with at Up North Grill's um, mom. I don't remember her name. You guys, it was so amazing. And I remember, like it changed my life. All of those things that we had bought on Black Friday, she lied. It was not from her daughter. It was not for her daughter. It was for me. And you know that outfit that I loved that I couldn't afford that was on clearance with the skirt and the shirt? She was the one that bought it when I was in the changing room. I cannot believe it. All those baking sheets, everything, it was all for me. And then Mason, too, he got hooked up. And I'm just so shocked, even still to say that someone was going to do that for me. And so now it was, okay, you guys, there's like a crazier part of that story. So let me know if you guys want to hear it because it gets, you know, freaking crazy. Actually, I changed my mind. I'm going to tell you it now because I feel like you would want to hear it. So this is how crazy this story turns. I had fun at their house. I fell in love with their family. It was such an amazing time. Fast forward maybe, I don't even know, months or so. I think it was less than a year. And I am having to share the weekends with my my son's father. And so what would happen is I would drop him off and things like that. Well, basically there was an altercation that happened. The police got involved all those kinds of things. And they ended up taking him to jail. They ended up taking me to the police station. Well, I got to drive there myself, but they took Mason, my son, in an opposite, another car. And I was not able to see Mason. Isn't that freaking crazy? Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm his mom. Like, what, what are you talking about? I, like, I'm here, whatever. So that's a different story for a different day, right? So now I am being, you know, questioned by the police, et cetera, et cetera. All this craziness is going on and they're waiting for a CPS agent to come because they want to get the sign off by CPS to see if I needed or I could take Mason home. Like it was insane. Okay. I am explaining to the police officers everything that happened. And, you know, I don't know if somehow my family was involved or certain people in my family, like, and I was trying to tell them like, my family is toxic. They're drama. Like they, they, they lied like parts of me. And I'm so sorry for my family who is listening, but some of them, like at the time, they were just there to make my life even harder and make my life even worse. I know that sounds so crazy, but like, believe me, they, they screwed me over so much. Okay. So I'm trying to tell the police officer this and they're not having it. They're not believing me at all. They're like, your family wouldn't lie and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, seriously, I, I don't know what to tell you until the CPS agent came. And when the CPS agent came, she looked at me and she looked at the police and she was like, I can't take this case. I got to call somebody else. And the police were what were like, what? They're like, why? Why do you have to call someone else? Why can't you take this case? And she was like, because I know Heather. And I was like, yep, that CPS agent was one of those family members that helped me and Mason out and gave us all those presents that day. So it wasn't just like my adopted mom who bought me those presents, but it was her whole family got together and pitched in and got us all those gifts. And guess what? She was the CPS agent that got called that day. Is that not nuts? Because then I was able to look at the police and be like, oh, really? If my family was so amazing and awesome, then why wasn't I spending Christmas with them? Why was I spending Christmas with their family? And then it was freaking crazy because then the other CPS agent came and they just handed me Mason. Like it was so crazy, but I want to respect law enforcement and the things that they have to do and a protocol that they have to follow. But I just, I don't even know. I think it's one of the coolest stories ever because it just shows you, number one, people are put into your life for a reason. 
And so it was so cool that I was there that day, you know, on Christmas and she knew me. And then it was like, God knew to send her. And then it would show the police too, like, Hey, Heather's good. I don't know. I hope you just love that. We wanted to give to a family in need and we couldn't think of anybody more deserving than you. And I think they walked in and when they handed me the envelope, I think there was like a hundred dollars in there. And I just started crying and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it just helped out so much. Like you have no idea. So now I just want to say like, I've been blessed a lot, but I also bless a lot too. Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed listening to these stories. I hope they warmed your heart. I hope that they gave you some, I don't know, positivity that you need to get through the holidays or to show you how spirit works in incredible ways and how you're deserving of this too. And maybe you can look back on a story and see when you were blessed, or maybe you can look forward and see how you can bless someone else because that's what I do now. Now I'm in a predict, I'm in a place now where I can help others more. And I try to do that often as I can, you know, trying to give as much as I can. So I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. And I am going to see you on Monday for the Divine Forecast.